Welcome to the Turkey Hunter Podcast with me, your host, Andy Galliano. In this podcast, I share with turkey hunters just like you how to have more turkeys on your hunting property and how to have more successful turkey hunts. I teach you how to do this with tips and interviews with turkey hunting pros, wildlife management tips, and entertaining turkey hunting stories. Tune in weekly as I share proven and simple strategies to help you have more success this turkey season. Make sure to head over to www.iamturkeyhunting.com to subscribe to receive free turkey hunting tips, tactics, strategies, and product reviews. Also, please visit and like my Facebook fan page. Go to Facebook and search I Am Turkey Hunting. And also feel free to post your turkey hunting photos from this past season and let us know where and when you killed your bird. For all of you Twitter users out there, please follow me on Twitter where my handle is at turkeyhitman, and I will be sure to follow you back. And now, for this week's show. Hello and welcome back to this week's episode of the Turkey Hunter Podcast. You are listening to episode number 201, the Grand National Turkey Calling Champion Panel from the 2018 NWTF Convention. And I am your host and the guy who is headed to the new hunting camp this weekend for a work day. So this should be a good opportunity for me to be able to get refamiliarized with some of the hunting land that this club has leased because it has been many years since I hunted there. Plus, they also picked up some more land this year that's new land for them. So I've got quite the learning curve ahead of me when it comes to learning this new dirt. But I think once I get some time spent in the OnX app, marking fields, marking trails, marking roads, I think I'll have a pretty good grasp and feel of where I'm headed when I get there. So that'll be good because we're not terribly far away from the opening weekend of deer season in Alabama. And now that I think about it, we are just over six months away from the opening day of spring turkey season in Alabama, which is 191 days, 11 hours, 19 minutes, and 51 seconds away. Don't blink, because it'll be here before you know it. So I've got a very cool show for you guys today. It is the recording of one of the seminars that was done at the NWTF convention back in February in Nashville. And in this seminar, there was a panel of, I think there were seven different grand national turkey calling champions on this panel. And some of the turkey sounds that these guys make are just ridiculously good. I mean, these guys are amazing. So I'm going to tell you this, and then we're going to jump right into the panel because there's some good stuff in here. The panel starts off a little bit slow unless you are just gung-ho on listening to guys that are really good with turkey calls doing some turkey calling. Towards the end of the seminar, these guys start diving into some turkey hunting techniques and strategies and offering some tips and there is some gold for us turkey hunters at the end of this recording. So I am not going to keep you from it any longer. Here is the panel of Grand National Turkey Calling Champions and I will see you guys on the other side. 
Billy Argus, world and grand national champion, give him a big round of applause. Next is Mark Pruden, and Mark has been very busy this weekend. He took over with Brian Lovett uh, running the Grand National Turkey Calling Championships. He's been running around like a chicken when his head cut off. But Mark is also the most prolific, most accomplished Grand National Turkey Caller in the history of the sport. He's got more Grand National Championships, two men, all champion champions, you name it. He's got more championships than any human being alive. Mark Pruden. Preston Pittman's been calling since Theodore Roosevelt was president. <laughs> he went to the very first turkey calling contest ever, of which there was two cave, two cavemen and a dinosaur competing. Preston, Preston won. Preston has won every major turkey calling championship there is, and including place in the top five of the Grand National Championship. Let's welcome Preston Pittman. I'm sorry, world champion too. Chris Parrish, you all know Chris. Chris probably is known, um, I know Chris because he, he, he kept me from winning a lot of money over the years. Um, you, whenever you look at turkey callers and their history, uh, or, and then you compare to golf, we obviously got in the wrong sport. Okay? That said, if you're looking at turkey calling winnings, turkey callers winnings, gross winnings, what they've taken from turkey calling championships, and I'm talking tens, twenties, hundreds, thousands of dollars, whatever the, the, the top money, and that's what they rank, by the way, your world rankings in golf, is how much money they win per year. Uh, nobody has taken more money in turkey calling championships, and he's won two brand national champions, many championships, and many world champions, Chris Parrish. <laughs> Next, you're, you're kind of pushing forward to the, to the new age, to today. And I'm not saying it's any tougher to win. So you can ask Jesse. It's because Jesse tried beating all these guys when these guys were in their prime. And Jesse had to come up through the ranks. He was not an overnight success. Uh, but Jesse is winning now. Jesse has won everything so far he's competed in in this convention in 2018. He's also last year's defending 2017 Grand National Champion, Jesse Martin. So what I'm going to begin with is... Uh, Here's the topics we're going to cover. Uh, we're going to cover realism. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to have each guy, each champion caller, kind of run a few calls, go down the line, whatever call they want to decide to run, okay? I want you to hear them call, and you guys want to hear them call. We're going to let each caller give his time to call. Then we're going to go back through the same line, and they're going to go through technique and how they make that call real. So, so this first round, as they go through and call, this is just going to be basically a calling demonstration. We're going to start with Jesse Martin at the end. Jesse, fire away. What are you going to do? Uh, Clug and Perk, Perk, Plain Yelp by Jesse Martin, current Grand National Champion. Beautiful, but he literally forgot his turkey calls and had somebody make his calls for him this morning. 
So Chris Parrish, where are you going around? Well, it's your fault because you didn't let me forget at my old age that I actually had to Oh, hey, you <laughs> By the way, Chris is now the new national product manager for Bear Archery, and I think that's how. Let's just give him a big round of applause. He hasn't forgot how to throw you off. I'm just going to do a little bit of cutting, keep some stuff soft, so be open with it. So, because I haven't really gotten familiar with the call yet. And thank God he's not competing anymore. Preston Pittman, fire away, buddy. Can I do it all day? You can do whatever you can. God, voice, whatever you want to do. Well, that's that. Go ahead and wait a little bit. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. I think that's been done before. And I was with you. Mark started calling and he put it down and he goes, you son of a beehive, you're in 
got parts. Jim Pollard, one of the, the man that makes the prettiest presentation on stage, on stage I think I've ever heard. What do you got for us? I'm going to do some playing A over this fucking burn. It's all stuff. Grand National, all Grand National World Champions, top callers in their games, uh, icons in the industry. That most of them, all of them, have, have one way or another made a living in the industry. Uh, if not, they've just been a big impact on this industry. Um, it's changed their life to win the Grand National Championship. No question. All of I, I, I can't think of any of us here uh, in any of the, in this panel that winning placing and doing the turkey call and didn't some way, shape, or form change your life. Now, I'm not mentioning divorces, okay? But uh, in, in some way, it's positively uh, impacted their life, either maybe game call companies or uh, other outdoor industry uh, companies. So I'm going to real quick go down the line and, and just briefly explain, Jesse, you're a current winner. How has it affected you and what you're doing and what you're doing in the industry compared to maybe, say, five years ago? 35 years ago, after you know, winning last year's Grand National, I looked up with a company that was now. Uh, I got, got a chance to, to build a lot of calls for the company. Uh, we're doing, uh, last year we've done 7,000, and then this year we've done 20,000. So it keeps getting bigger. And after winning the Grand National, you know, you just want to stay on, the, you want to stay on top, stay on the edge, you don't want to lose, lose your drive for calls. I practice all the time now. Uh, I want to stay better, to stay as real as I can get. But uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's done a lot for me. And, and, and Chris, how's it affected? Uh, I know I know how it has. But tell tell the audience, you know, kind of how it's affected your life with your game call uh, company, and then uh, now your your career has changed into the archery field. Yeah, well, there's probably not enough time to talk about how everything's affected, but. Yeah, I, I want to. It was a blessing for me to come up through the ranks in the day of the era that I did as a turkey caller because, you know, all of what I consider the greats that pioneered the sport were still a part of the sport, including Preston. You, you, you date, you date way back, uh, and I don't mean that as a bad thing. But Walter Perry, Paul Budski, you know, all of the guys that, that, you know, Dick Kirby that pioneered everything and kind of paved the way for all of us. I got to walk through that era and win during those times and come up to it. When, what I think the Grand Nationals was at its peak meaning, when, you know, we got to go do the David Letterman show. We got to go do things that, that built our popularity, that gave us that next step to, to create businesses and be, to be, recognized by other companies and I got to live that and, and so I took that I designed my own stuff and started building calls for other companies OEM you know uh, got hooked up with Harold and David got to do some outdoor television stuff and that gives more credibility to this group from there you know you 
you can always try to reinvent yourself, but I always feel like that either you're you're a part of something, which is, you know, the, I like the outdoor industry, or you're a machinist, or you're you're something else, but I don't know what I'd do if I, if I wasn't working in outdoors. It's, it's been a, an incredible event for me. And, and, and we're, we've been blessed to have you, one of the most talented, not even turkey callers, or turkey call builders there, there has ever been. Preston? That's only because you come over. Can you all hear okay? Can you all? If you could, yeah, there's, there's a mic in front of you, pass it, or pick up the mic and talk in if you don't mind. First, Chris, very wonderful. Thank you very much. <clears throat> hey, what it did for me. Y'all had a Mississippi redneck that ain't got no book learning that I barely got from high school because I had a little thing called dyslexia. Nobody knew what it was then. The Equilibrium Agreement. And I've been very, very blessed and very, very thankful to the NWTF for the competition that's been out there. It has given y'all, the audience, really so much more information than even in Chris's days, especially in my day. Heck, we didn't have cell phones back then. We had to learn it the hard way. We had to get out there, you know, and try it. I'm going to say this. When y'all heard me say I'm going to go kill a turkey with my call, if you notice that little protocol, I scratched in the leaves while I was yelping. So I had the crow looking at the turkeys while the turkey was yelping and scratching. That's how I could be listening to my call. Not necessarily in the sounds itself, because y'all keep reminding me I'm too darn old right now. I can't love like what I used to do. So I do anything that I can to put that realism into it. But there's never been an organization like the NWTF. There will never be another organization like the NWTF. Simply said, it's a family. And I'm proud to be part of that family. Mark Crew, well said. Preston, thank you. Yeah, and uh, yes, it's um, One thing I can say, too, is I would say everybody at this table has helped me tremendously throughout the whole time I've been calling. But I've been very fortunate. I've kind of, I'm, I'm not going to say I'm the opposite, but um, I've kind of been in the woods my whole life. Um, my full-time job, I'm a wildlife manager. So every day I'm in the woods. So that didn't really change me, but it, it did change a lot of opportunities that I got. Um, so you're telling us you just mess around the woods all the time. I, I, pretty, I pretty much stay in the woods all the time and uh, every, every day. Yeah, but you get paid for it. I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm very blessed to be able to get paid to do what I love and I've always done that. I mean, I, I pretty much, as soon as I could drive, you know, have worked in the woods and, um, and I've had an opportunity to be around a lot of creatures and hear a lot of sounds and a lot of people aren't um, lucky enough to hear. But when I started competing, um, and all these guys helped me many years, but um, it, it opened up a lot of doors, got me on some hunts, and got me in, in front of a lot of people that, I mean, if it wasn't for turkey call, I wouldn't be sitting here right now. And um, it, so, I mean, it definitely has changed things, opened doors that I never would have would have had. But um, it's, it's just been a, been a pretty good ride so far. Billy Artis, how has it uh, uh, just affected your lifestyle? I, I know you build calls as well, so fire away. Yeah, it's become a big part of my life. I took turkey on it for about 20 years before I got into a calling contest. 
And the only reason I got in the calling contest was because I wanted better perfect calls. That did happen. I was uh, fortunate enough Chris Perry started teaching me how to build turkey calls and he helped me uh, start learning how to press all the You did too good of a job, Chris. But he started teaching me how to impress people rather than just turkeys. So I knew how to impress the turkeys, but uh, he, he walked me up through the steps on that. And yeah, it's, uh, I had no intentions of trying to win Grand Nationals or World Titles or anything like that. It's a blessing from God, and that's where it's uh, affected me in a couple of different ways. It's been part of my, become part of my income at home, building turkey calls so that I can try to, and that's our, my plan is to try to build a turkey call exactly like I like to use and put it out there for anyone else to be able to use uh, and try to be consistent about it so each year that you can buy that. But the other part of that is it's also opened the doors to do a lot of public speaking at churches, wild game suppers and things like that to be able to lift up God and uh, and show him the glory for what he's given me and how he's blessed me. Well said, Billy. Jim Powell. I guess the, the biggest thing for me, uh, what I've gotten from turkey calling is just the friends and family that I've met during the years of doing it. Uh, this is... Uh, you know, during the Grand National Senior Division today, you know, those uh, 14 callers are going to be sitting back there. And I mean, they're sitting back there as one. They are a family. And uh, the friendships that I've acquired over the years of, of competing, uh, is just, it's, it's unprecedented. I, I couldn't ask for better friends. I, I, there's no way I could find more friends. Uh, it's, it's a sport that's been very, I've been very blessed to win what I've won. And it has allowed me to start my own turkey call company, Powers Elite. And uh, so I've gotten a lot from the sport. Uh, and there's there's not a guy sitting up here on this panel that you know I don't owe some debt to because they've all helped me. I mean, and that's that's one thing about this sport is nobody is nobody's greedy. You know, it's like, well, I'm not going to help him because he may beat me tomorrow. No, they'll bend over backwards to help you and and. Uh, you know, it's it's just a it's a great sport, uh, and it's a the sport is only great because of the people that make it. You know, and it goes way back from you know Ben Lee, Dick Kirby, you know, all the pioneers. Uh, you know, you guys are looking at you know a bunch of pioneers. You know, people will be calling you know these people up here pioneers in another 15, 20 years. You know, it it, it just continues on. I, that's just an awesome thing to me. Well said, Jim. Okay, we're gonna pass the mic all the way down, or one of them down here to Jesse. What what I want to do is uh, and remind everybody that, that I hate to cut it short, but uh, Mark Prudham and I have to be at that ring presentation at noon, um, so we're gonna probably knock off here at 11:30. It's okay for you guys. It's a miracle. Steve stole the stuff. I promised you that you would hear these guys call. You've already heard them call a little bit. Now um, I'm going to have each one and make it, uh, let's try to make it maybe a minute or so or two on how you incorporate realism into what call that you featured or you can do a different call. But uh, I think one of the things that separated these gentlemen up here from the rest is being able to incorporate realism in your call, taking a call and taking it to the next level, setting the next bar uh, for calling. And, 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 and Jesse's there now, it's continuing. And again, the calling's really, it's not any tougher to win a Grand National Championship than it was 15, 20 years ago. It's just 
the, the, the variety of people that have become top callers, the field is a lot bigger, I think, now than it was then. Um, so Jesse, fire away with realism, and how, how are you making realism in that soft call you doing at Yelp? But the realism, like in the club part, you know, you get a lot of hands down just club part and walk through the woods out. Whether they're opening their mouth just a just a line or, or a feeding cough, like in the plain yelp, you know, they won't just walk through the woods doing a yelp. They'll uh, they'll put some clubs here and there. And if you incorporate that in with your calling, well, as you're hunting, you know, you're just convincing that, that gobbler that that's a real hen right there. The more that you listen and pay attention as you're hunting, if you got a hen coming in, I, I, myself, I like when a hen comes in just as much as a dog. That's uh, I'm listening, I'm learning, uh, filming, whatever we got to film with, we're listening there, and she does just, just pay attention on how she's communicating back to you. Or if there's a bird gobbling in the distance, what she's saying to him, don't just be there, be in the moment, you know, be in, be in that moment with the hens in the turkey, and, and just listen to what communication they're doing back and forth but anything you can do to add more realism to just one call so i'm going to ask you to put a call in your mouth and, and <coughs> run a plain hen yelp without the realism and then add the realism and show show the difference what we're talking about i think you know a lot of times speaker tells us a, a million words i'll do like a say like a tree call uh, like a hen waking up and then getting allowed to, to locate the others where they're at maybe that maybe in the area Turkeys go in and out. Turkeys go up and down. They have variances in, in, their, in their in but one thing's always the same: the rhythm and cadence. Chris? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> realism in one of the calls you got that somebody just. <laughs> well, I got to give Jesse credit. I it was I was on my way down here and Steve text message this group text message and says. Hey, remember you got this I'm like, oh boy. <laughs> Black, you mean the business. one I was late for? Yeah, the one you were late for. <laughs> so I said, anybody have any turkey calls they can bring with them? Because I have zero with me, and, and Jesse fixed me up. So, I'm, uh, but at any rate, you know, the way I learned was was kind of funny, and I used to practice for hours and hours and hours calling, listening to CD or not CDs, but cassette tapes and records of, of uh, Dick Kirby and uh, Ben Lee and all those guys and even Rob Keck. A lot of things were you know, on tape and I listened to calling over and over and over again and trying to mock it. Then in, uh, I remember in 1984, I went out and started filming turkeys. I'd go rent a camera and film them and I'd film, you know, it may go the whole weekend and get one little 18 piece of footage, but you could learn from that. And I still have those tapes today. You can't hardly see the video, but you can hear the audio. So anyway, I would listen to this stuff and I got to learn a long time ago. One presentation on the stage is to 
in my opinion, impressed the judges. But I think if we if we've seen the guys that presented it realistically that can be believed are the guys that tended uh, continue to always win and, and go to that next level and always, you know, are more consistent with it. And I think it's the same way with the wood in the woods. Turkeys have evolved. They're different today than they were 20 years ago. Uh, this will be my 41st year of hunting, so I've seen a lot of transitions. And I think not necessarily being a world champion caller or a grand national champion caller, but being good with your ears and listening and applying that and getting to be putting your calling into the most real that you can, meaning that you're presenting the call the way turkeys truly do it in the woods. You're not just haphazardly calling to them. So what I'm gonna do is I'm just gonna do a real quick, because I've talked enough, I'm gonna throw together a kind of a call that most turkeys hear from callers and then what I like to do. So maybe that'll give you a little bit of a difference. Well, this is the normal, what normally happens when the caller calls the turkey. He gobbles. He gobbles. That'll kill turkeys, no doubt. Look, a squeaky gate hen will kill him on certain days. But let's back up and let's say if you were a turkey out there listening, would you rather hear that or? So that is all that I have for you guys for the free portion of this week's episode of the Turkey Hunter Podcast. If you would like to hear the rest of this week's episode, and I'm going to tell you that you really do. There is some really, really good stuff at the end of this seminar that I've recorded for us turkey hunting fools. If you want to hear it, the easiest way to do that is to send a text message to the number 44222. In that text message, I want you to put one word, and that is turkey hunter. 
Make it one word, no spaces. Text that to the number 44222 and follow directions from there. And I will eventually send you a link that you can click on, even on your mobile device, and create a username and a password within the Podbean application and pay the $18 per year annual subscription for the Turkey Hunter podcast. So get out there and do that. I don't think you're going to be disappointed in the dollars well spent because your subscription will get you not only the premium content for this week's episode, but it'll get you the premium content for the next 52 weeks as well as premium content for all of our past episodes. So you're going to get a lot of bang for the buck for that $18. Now, if you would do me a favor, if you would, if you've not already done so, please go into your podcast player application and give the Turkey Hunter podcast a five-star rating and a review. That's a huge help to me, and I am very appreciative of that. And I have to say thank you guys so much for tuning in this week. I know that you have choices. I appreciate you spending your time with us. I hope you have a wonderful week, and I look forward to seeing you again next week. Goodbye. Thanks for tuning in. You were just listening to the Turkey Hunter podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please go on over to iTunes and leave a five-star review. And make sure to head over to www.iamturkeyhunting.com to subscribe for free turkey hunting tips, tactics, strategies, and product reviews to help you have a more successful turkey season. And stay tuned for upcoming episodes on hunting afternoon birds, how to film your hunt, and the breeding cycle of hens, as well as some guest interviews. Thanks again for listening. We know your time is valuable, and we appreciate you sharing some of it with us. See you next week.